Call the Dogs with Chancey and Chi in this uh, stressful all-SEC season is uh, still chugging along, and the dogs are uh, undefeated. We uh, we took it to the old volunteers. Uh, how, how you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. The uh, dogs came out were pretty sloppy at the beginning. I mean, uh, incredibly we'll sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> second play of the game, snap ten feet over Stetson's head, which. Stetson's what five ten is that right five five eleven on a good day kind of thing so it's not too hard to go over his head but uh, that was a little uh, uncatchable for for uh, probably LeBron James so it's at the point where uh, yeah man we uh, we we got to cut some of that stuff out but we recovered came back in the second half played a damn good ball ball game chance did you enjoy yourself on Saturday I did I can safely say that um, COVID stadiums. The best stadiums. I have fallen in love with. <laughs> I've fallen in love with this whole setup we've got going on. Like I said, I feel, I felt just as safe this game, mm-hmm. as I did last game. I mean, just when you're walking around, put a mask on, that kind of thing. You're there's nobody around you. Um, Chandler, my my girlfriend was like, this was she didn't go to the Auburn game. She came to this game, and she she had felt very safe. She she was like, oh, this is great. Because you got all your all this room, um, I had my aisle seat this time, so I was kind of in the aisles a lot. Second half, mm-hmm. just very much mm-hmm. a little little more yeah, animated than normal. That's, gotta, that's good for you, right? Yeah. Right. I get some get some steps in, get some stair steps in, and then. Um, but concessions are great. Uh, just just a great experience all around. You get out of the stadium in ten minutes. It's just wonderful. So, um, then that part it, is really nice. Just, just, uh, yeah, being able to navigate all the crowd is awesome. I mean, you, the, the, the one thing, and, and I don't know if I'm supposed to admit this on, on our podcast, but the one thing is you don't have a shield whenever you're trying to pour your Jack Daniels into your Coke. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. You, you don't, you don't have anything blocking the view, so you have to just wait until it's a good time. But <laughs> I guess I had just, hey, no. look over there. <laughs> And Mr. Officer, there's a play going on. No, that there there was an officer at the bottom of the uh, or or uh, section, and and that guy was awesome. He was like watching the scoreboard, like very. Uh, he was he was all about like the dogs, making sure they got in the end zone, especially whenever we were uh, we were behind to open the third quarter. So, uh, but no, I'm I'm with you, man. I love I love the space. I'm probably a little worse than you are as far as. Uh, you know, putting on my mask at, at the appropriate time. I mean, of course, we took it off when we got to our seats and whatnot. I, I think I put it on whenever I went to the bathroom. I'm not really sure. Uh, but the biggest thing is I don't want anybody to yell at me, especially not some sort of Karen, you know, that I'm just uh, not about. I don't, I don't want to be yelled at at a football game where I'm trying to enjoy myself because then I'll just get pissed off and say something back to them, and then the next thing you know, I'm getting kicked out. So uh, don't want that to happen. Um all in all, a great experience, though, and obviously uh, the fact that it didn't—I I was kind of surprised that it didn't rain the whole time. That was I felt, nice. I felt the third. I, 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 there was one point in the third quarter when you're looking over the scoreboard, and I—I I leaned over to Chandler and I was like, "Okay, it we got, we've got like an hour, like, mm-hmm. and then it's—it's it's about to happen, and then it just never rained. It didn't mm-hmm. rain till till that night, and uh, which was great because I, to be honest, I, I felt. I felt good if we were in the rain, but at the same time, then looking at the game, I was like, "Well, I'm very glad it didn't rain because we right. would have been we would have been in, in shambles there for a while, uh, especially if it rained at the beginning of the game." But uh, it was 
it, it thankfully it held off uh and and so it was really it was really a great atmosphere i, I really enjoyed it so but uh it, it was it we, was an awesome weekend the crew that i was with we all had our you know <laughs> frog tug pant like weatherproof pants and like obviously our rain jackets i mean we were ready whenever we were about to be you know putting on some extra layers of clothing whenever it was time to uh to uh you know get after it but um yeah no i it was it was a good time i also i don't know if i told you this but it was kind of like spur of the moment in the morning it was whenever i got the the call i mean i was it was like nine o'clock i was sitting there watching the early parts of college game day i think i was still sitting in there sitting there in my pjs or you know my sweatpants or whatever and uh got a call i was like hey man uh you want to go to the game and i was like <laughs> you even have to ask <laughs> so anyway i very quickly got my jersey on and uh we were we were on our way we we uh didn't did y'all do much tailgating uh we we didn't do much we had a few folks out, out at uh bulldog park and so we didn't do we didn't do a ton but had a good time and um it was just nice and relaxed and because uh, you know we did i mean we did that too we went to a couple of places last weekend but this place or this weekend kind of stayed in one spot and it was nice, and you just kind of pull into the stadium, and just very low stress, kind of getting into that environment. So, we uh, we really enjoyed that. But also, uh, congrats on the jumbotron. Uh, great, great job. I, t- I tell you what, I, and I, I want to tell the listeners the story. I have a Monty Rice jersey that's not really Monty Rice jersey. It was my thirty two was my number in high school way back when. Uh, but my brother got me one, and it's got my nickname Chi uh, on the back, and so I've got a technically I have a Monty Rice jersey, right? And Monty Monty had a great game, and I know we'll get into it a little bit, but yeah, Monty Monty had a great game. He had several tackles, several uh, TFLs, and some a strip sack and return it for a touchdown. Awesome game. Uh, so I'm I'm sitting there for probably like right after he had a big hit. It wasn't the strip sack. I sit up and was like trying to shake the front of my jersey, trying to get this cameraman's attention. I swear to goodness, he he pointed at literally everybody. Like there was like five groups of people all around me, and I'm sitting there trying to get his attention. And there's five. I've never. I don't know if I've ever been on the jumbotron, but anyway, yeah. There's like five. He's he went to everybody else, and then finally after the strip sack, I was like, I'm determined because like the game's in hand. And so I got up on the stands, like right in the bleacher in front of me, and and I finally got his attention. Then they had to cut to the to the play, and I've just like I mouthed. I was like, "Next time to him," and he gave gave me a thumbs up. And I said, "Hell yeah!" So <laughs> the next time I was ready. So as soon as it came on, I was like, Aah! "So anyway." Well, you were definitely yeah, ready because the jumbotron was on you, and you had already started. It was kind of yeah. like a flash thing, and so we we're like, "Wow, she was." It really wasn't on a that. look at the, yeah. It wasn't <laughs> look at a scoreboard, and then I'll react. It was like I'm I'm about to be on this. So I had a great it. time. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, all right. Well, um, let's uh, speaking of the game. Let's get into the game. Um, so, what what kind of I guess overarching theme? What kind of stood out to you uh, in, in this game? What were kind of your some of your major takeaway points, if you will? Well, bottom line, uh, and I hate to skip all the way to my kind of conclusion on this whole thing is I, I thought we played well overall. I mean, obviously the second half was dominant. I outscored them 27 to nothing. Um, but you can't start off sloppy against the Alabamas of the world. And obviously that's what we're up against this weekend. Um, obviously thought that 
there's something there's something about Stetson. I don't know if that dude just like is the chosen one or what, <laughs> but somehow, I mean, he's playing well. I'm I'm proud of the way he's playing. I mean, I, and I think like if you look at his numbers, you're like, man, this guy's really. It's not like he's playing like some scrub. I mean, he threw for 238 yards, uh, and he ran for ran for a touchdown, and then threw for two passing touchdowns with no interceptions. But the the thing is, to me, when I look at that, I think the no interception part could have been vastly different, and I think. Honestly, every one of our games, because he is a—he's like the Brett Favre of the college football world to me right now. Like I love, like he—I love the way he's a gunslinger. Dude just puts it in there. I mean, he doesn't have like the greatest velocity in the world, but I love how he's—he's taking chances and somehow he's finally—I mean, he somehow he's like been able to get away with it a lot. And I'm just like, I I almost don't even want to bring it up, which I just did. But (laughs) at this point, I'm just like, man, how you know. Is he going to be able to keep this up? Not just the productivity, but him, like his fortune. You know, is he going to keep? Is he going to keep up being able to? You know, be lucky and be able to get away with some of the things he is. Um, but all in all, the bottom line is, on that in that game last weekend, uh, we spotted them fourteen points, just stupid errors. Uh, and I would say Kirby had a boneheaded decision to go forward on thirty on our own thirty-six yard line with a fourth and one. But in, in hindsight, it's easy to say that. At the time, you know, you just want to be able to break their back, you know, break their wheel. And, and that's, again, that's why he went forward on the fourth, fourth and goal from the one-yard line But uh, as well. But, yeah, we spawned them 14 points, and then they scored one outright touchdown, I will say. You know, they, they earned that one. But, I mean, you know, I think I saw today that Richard LeCount or so, someone on the defense said, that the, the mark for everybody is 13 points or less for every team they play. And theoretically, I, I feel like they gave them, you know, really they only earned seven points in that game. So the defense is the story of the game, but the offense is keeping us in it as well. And, and Bennett's making plays. Kenny Mack's making plays. We got new guys like Burton, Darnell, and McKitty came on the scene today. So um, all in all, I'll give the defense, like, I mean that's that's pretty much a, a an A at least, and then in the offense, I thought played well enough. You know, give them a B. You know, they played well enough to keep us in the game. Yeah, and obviously keep give. You know, they scored forty four points. Well, they scored uh, thirty seven points, but still. Right. Well, and then you get stopped at the goal line. I mean, we we put together like we should have had a lot. More, we should have had more points in that, and um, as well. I mean, you get right there before half, which is a drive that is not going to get credit. But we drove the whole field, get down like in a in a three minute. We I think we actually had the ball with three minutes exactly, uh, mm-hmm. before the half. Drove the whole field beautifully, used all three minutes effectively. Get down to the one and can't do any. I mean we anyway. We'll we'll, we'll kind of get to that. But uh, to me, kind of the beginning of the game that obviously gives you all the. We've had two. We've played three first halves this season, and two of them have been atrocious. And yeah. and everything for Auburn with, with Auburn, we walked in and it just clicked. From the first play, we owned every play. We owned we owned the whole game, and that was just one of those things. Kind of you're in the zone. Tiger Woods, red shirt, black pants on Sunday. I mean, it was just we walked in and, and owned it. Ooh, and I'm about that. And <laughs> that and that, but that's what we did against Auburn. And and my fear, because our defense 
but now, and I say that, our defense has played six, uh, six halves of incredible football. I mean, just Correct. really good. I mean, a couple having a couple drives where we've we've let some go, but really a lot of the we've only had one. LeCount had the one blown uh, coverage, and that's really the the only one that we've had. I mean, if you look at the whole season, yeah. really the only touchdowns that have been scored, we either gave them. We put our defense on our heels like the, the touchdown this week uh, that Garantana who threw a beautiful pass. I mean, that was just – that touchdown uh, was just – was it was a beautiful the on, throw. The one on Tyson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The, the yeah. one that was actually into the end zone, yeah, that was an incredible throw. Yeah, and, and so it's like and, you, you can't – you can't def- – I mean, there's some you're just not going to get. And um, – but – Defense has played incredibly well uh, just the, the entire season, and we just have – I can't remember what they said, about 36 guys are playing in uh, four or five star. I can't remember what the, the numbers was, but something stupid. We've just got an incredible amount of talent that is in sync with, with what we're trying to do. But that offense, man, on that first play, I have never – I have never – or a second play, just a more Georgia feeling – than I had yeah. in that moment, and and that was just I was just like God bless it. I'm this is we're we're we're, we're trying to be back, and and fortunately Tennessee was not good enough to take advantage of. I mean, and our def, and our defense was good enough to just suppress any momentum that they could get offensively and take advantage of that. Right. But um, but we've. But Hill has not snapped the ball well. If we're gonna kind of go to the beginning, he has not really snapped the ball well all season. I mean, if you if it's, you if you really me. look at if you if you look at if you look at Stetson, he's having to he's having to kind of one hand kind of reel in balls. He's having to kind of go up, and, and like you said, the guy's not exactly a, the, the Jolly Green Giant, and so he's having to you got he's got a much smaller window to get, to get to bring the ball in, and he's having to he's having to make a damn play before he can get ready to hand the ball off or throw it. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's which true. puts you in such a terrible spot. He's um. Yeah, no, he's he's. I mean, I think Stetson's done a really good job of reeling those in. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Trey Hill has struggled from the beginning, and I I, I will say I'll give I, I want to give Kirby some credit, putting him right back in there, right like you know literally because we got the right the ball right back because they scored. <laughs> yeah. So put they put Trey Hill literally the next play right back in there, and I you know for him to he needs to mentally get right back over that because. I think Warren Erickson is a, probably a better snapper. I mean, I think he played. I don't know if Trey Hill played any center in in, in, in uh, high school. I'm not positive on that, uh, but I know Warren did. And Warren Warren's just not as big of a body as Trey. And I mean, I mean Trey's got some great experience in, under his belt. I mean, he's he's been the starting center for the, what the past. This is his third year, right? So I like. I like that Trey was was put back right back in there, and I think Trey's a better, a more versatile player than Warren. But uh, it's just a little scary because I, you know, something like that happens. Like I said again, you you can't make those mistakes against Bama because that's what I mean. That's what they that's how they win championships because they take advantage of whenever you have miscues and mistakes, and and they'll just rub it right in your face, and then they'll score three more uh, three more touchdowns, and then before you know it, the game's over. Uh, by the way, so how about uh? How about Trey Hill getting that little uh, 
quick lateral from uh, Burton on that on that catch. Well, in, in real time, it definitely looked like it was planned. Yeah. <laughs> it really looked like he tossed the ball to him, and then you go back and he absolutely did not. <laughs> no, it was definitely not planned. It was awesome though. I mean, well, I mean, uh, you don't want something like that to happen, but it was awesome that Trey. You know he was going to flatten the guy that was trying to tackle him. Like, he was about to kill someone, and then he's just like, ball. <laughs> Ball's in my lap. <laughs> it, literally, it literally just, it was literally in his hands. And um, it, it was wild. It was just, it was on, it was kind of crazy when you watched it, uh, just how fast it, it happened. But, uh, but yeah, he really, he really saved Burton on that one. That one could have been, uh, that would have been, that would have been bad. Yeah, but, I, um, I put on our notes. Did you see what I said? He, uh, uh, Trey Hill. He saved Burton and ass chewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ass chewing stadiums uh, the whole the whole nine yards. Yeah, pretty much um, anything you can imagine. Yeah, so that was, and and um, speaking of which, uh, the guys, our receivers, just another week where they impressed me, mm-hmm. just really really across the board. And, and you look at uh, Pickens' catch, the the sideline catch that he. Uh, it's kind of tough to because he had to come back for that ball mm. comes back is able to to corral it at the ground by his shoes and bring it back in for a catch as he's as he's falling out of bounds and just he's having glimpses of that what we know he's capable of and then you see another you see another guy like Karis who is just still having who's kind of on a tear right now the guy it. who's the guy who's just is just coming out of nowhere as, as the guy that we're going to, and he'll is willing to go across the middle. We'll catch the ball. I mean, the guy took some licks, and Burton had a he had a couple a couple great catches, and then I loved the uh, the the fake rollout and the 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 long. The, I guess I don't even know what you what you call that play that he did that long run, but he um. But that was a I, I thought it was a great play call. They, they Are you talking about the reverse to Burton? Yeah, the, the reverse sort of kind of reverse. It was yeah, a, yeah. It was it's a, like a basically a fake. It looked like it was a fake option play, and then he 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 tossed it to him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was gonna say it was it was just very well done, and uh, so he he had he had some good. But just our receivers across the board. McKitty uh, had a, had a couple of great catches. I just love that we're kind of spreading the ball out, and as we're going to talk about. We've got some guys that we can throw to, and I just think we need to start throwing the ball downfield more. And I just, I, I yeah. really, I mean, I, I, I think we can. <laughs> I hope but we can. I, I just, but I, I say we, I say we give it a shot. But because I mean, if we're looking at the defense that we're going against this upcoming weekend, I feel like you just gotta, we gotta try to do it. You've got to um, be able to stretch the field against Alabama. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and and so the, our receivers just across the board to me, I thought had a great game. Um, so that that I thought they played hard, and that was and, and played with some physicality. So that I was proud of how they they came out and performed. Well, one thing that concerns me, and I and I, I agree with you. I think all in all, the uh, the receivers had a good game. I mean, this is the third game in the row. I mean, we've seen. Pickens, I mean, this is the. I think this is the first game that he doesn't. Ha- he didn't have a touchdown. Am I right on that? Uh, yeah, he didn't have one. Yeah. Or... So the, yeah, the first game he didn't have a touchdown this year, and I mean, I think Pickens has extraordinary talent. I just don't like. How is he not the guy? I mean, he's not the guy that's running these these cross field routes, and that's what 
I mean, it's it's pretty easy to tell that the mailman loves to throw the ball over the field, over the middle of the field, which you know, for three years we were hoping that Fromm would do that a little bit more, and so now we we're seeing it, and that's you got high prob- probability catches at, at that point, you know, things that are going to be you know pretty pretty simple, but effective. And and that's why we're seeing Kyrus being so effective in this in these games. I mean, this is this this is the second or third game in a row. I think last uh, so last weekend that he got over 100. I can't remember what he did against uh against Arkansas, but I mean he got he had 91 this weekend, and he was a guy that was getting open just every play. Burton made some really athletic plays. Let me tell you why Burton. So I think Burton is a very gifted talent. I mean, I think he's incredible as far as a uh, you know route runner and a guy that can make an uh, be dynamic in his playmaking. But let me tell you why he's the the guy, the freshman receiver that's starting right now. Something I realized this game: that kid can block. Kirby's not going to let you play receiver if you can't block and and mean it. And I've I watched him a little bit on the replay because I, I rewatched the game on Sunday afternoon. He can block, and so. You got a kid that's going to be dedicated being a, being a blocker, and you got a kid who's obviously a dynamic playmaker. We're, I mean, we're going to get that get him in space as much as possible. So, anyway, that is all to say, I agree with you. I am a little concerned about Stetson. You know that rollout pass that he he should have lofted, and like, I mean, he threw it like forty five yards, but I mean, give it a little, another ten yards, and you've got uh, Pickens going for what a ninety yard touchdown at one point. Well, and, and that, and that, and that's been the problem in every game. I mean, there, there's been one of those in every game that he's underthrown it. That he's he's underthrown a touchdown pass. The one that one that Kiaris had to come back and get against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been an easy touchdown. And I think that's where that that's where that kind of elite offensive explosive plays that we're wanting. Like we gotta have you gotta have the guy that's got that arm that can make that throw. That I think that's just where he's gonna come short. But at the same time, still had that touch or still had that uh, big pass to Kiaris, uh Pretty much threaded the needle on on that pass. I don't can't remember how long it was mm-hmm. uh, during during this past game. I mean he's he's got he, he can put the ball in those places like that. But but those deep balls. Our guys have made the play on them. I mean, yeah. the, our our receivers have have made them made them that situation work, and and you not, can I'm you not can see saying, that just about every time. I'm not saying every one of Stetson's balls has been bad by any means, but and and he's he's thrown some balls with some good oomph behind him, but and and actually a great example of of some touch that we've seen and a beautiful ball was in this game. He actually threw a sideline like a corner route on the sideline to Kyrus, it was actually over towards you. It was right in front mm-hmm. of you. And that was a beautiful ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean oh, yeah. it's like it's almost like every every other downfield pass is is actually pretty solid. But I mean there's there's been some opportunities. It's just I at this point I'm thinking I when I watched the Tennessee game this Sunday again, I, my first thoughts were Got to capitalize on this on that kind of play against Bama. Can't make that mistake against Bama. Can't do this against Bama. So it's it's kind of one of those things. I, I'm I'm very my critique level right now is just too high, and it needs. Well, I mean, you know, I think they have it high too. But to 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 break to that next level, we have to be. I mean, right. if you look at if you look at all the teams that have won over the last 
that have won the national championship over the last year, it's the guys that are making those throws mm-hmm. that can can are going to make that happen. They're they're able to put the team on the back and say, I'm. I'm scoring this touchdown. I'm leading this down the field. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make right. the crazy throws and, and that kind of thing. And we just haven't we just haven't had that. I mean, Fromm was good, but like when we're when we're just begging for a throw over the middle, like that we're we're not getting that that elite talent and um, or that elite arm that's going to be able to put it wherever we want it. But I I, I just like how we're spreading the ball out. A lot of guys are involved. Um, I'm hoping that this. With Kiera stepping up, gonna have to put some more guy, some more teams are gonna have to put more emphasis on him. Hopefully that opens up Pickens more, cause, cause I'm with you. He's just been non-existent. I mean, he makes a he, he's making a beautiful catch, but it's, we're not targeting him that much. Yeah, we're not really we're not really going his direction. And, uh, and, and it, so cons- that's, it really does concern me because I mean the guy's a hell of a playmaker, but there's there's definitely something where he's I mean, and I think he's given the effort, but I mean. If you got a star receiver, he's got to be getting open every play, you know, right. or every, at least every other play. I mean, a guy that's going to – I don't know. We, we we need to throw a few more. But the thing is, we're doing what's working. We're going to continue to do what's working. And I think that's something that we've shifted in the Monken era right so far. I mean, I've liked how our plays are a little bit more we, – we've got a lot more options. We're a little bit wider, you know, the way that we play. But it's also – I mean, I just like that there's just a little bit more creativity, but we're opening up the middle of the field, and Pickens is not going to be the middle of the field threat. That's just how it is. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And speaking of uh, kind of the offense uh, opening up a little bit uh, and, and using the whole field, we had um, have an interesting little situation going here, going on here in the running game. Uh-huh. And uh, what is uh, – I'd like to get your – your take on our the status of our running game and where we're, where we're at because I think I know which way I think I know which I think I know what you're about to say well you may I think you know who I want number one I, I here here's what I'd say you look at who was productive and who was effective and that's the same thing with like Kiaris like Kiaris right now is the guy that's getting open he's getting up in the middle field we're gashing with him uh same same thing with old Kenny Mack, number six. He's he's been a threat. He I think he had what forty plus receiving and and uh, rushing in this game, something along those lines. So he's been a threat out of the backfield. He's been a threat uh, running between the tackles. He's been a threat getting pitches on the outside. And I like I like a guy who's going to be able to give you options in this kind of situation. He's also been awesome at kick returning. Like I don't know if that's just a little jolt for him or what, but or if Cochran's just the damn best special teams coach in the world or something. But all of a sudden, like kick returns look awesome, punt returns look, you know. Well, we've had a couple of awesome punt returns, but anyway, Karis. Oh wait, hold on. Side note: Karis needs to stop grabbing every freaking ball near him. I almost, I almost walked onto the field and just, <laughs> just said no. <laughs> Who's this guy? It's uh, just that's, like that's Patrick. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I mean, he, it was. I almost. I just audibly yelped one time. The one that he like one handed that low one, like mm-hmm. that bounced twice. I, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, calm down, dude. Because that thing bounces the wrong way, pops you in the shin, and it's over. 
I mean, he, oh my god. That one gave me a heart attack and then the one where he caught it and fell. You know, the thing is in that situation where he's going to do that, just throw your hands up really quick because that way if you get pelted, you know, it's their fault. Right. But if you if you if you drop it and like you can be saved by if they hit you earlier or whatever, but if you drop it after you catch it then you're that, that that's on you, Kiers. Um, Bless. But you're exactly right. All of that is right. But even though when he does get it, he's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it scares me. But back to the running backs real quick. I, I, I like I like Kenny Mack. I still – Zeus has been hit or miss for me. Like there's plays where I'm he, – he just those, – those, especially those fourth downs that we had on the one-yard line to score, I think Kenny – I feel very confident that Kenny Mack would have scored on that first play because he, there was a hole, it, like a cutback hole. Uh, back towards the center and that was whenever we ran left we ran a power to the left and we ran a power to the right both obviously neither one of them scored but i think kenny would have got in on on, honestly both of them zeus he he's got a bad habit of sticking his head down and just picking a hole early and going and i don't know if he's just being impatient because i've seen him i've also seen him dance around in the backfield i just can't figure out what zeus is it's not like he's a chub where he's like, it doesn't matter how I get there, I'm running through 30 people kind of thing. I, he's not, it does not have that strength that we thought he did. And he's also does not have that quick side to side speed that like DeAndre Swift had, you know? So, or, or Sony Michelle, you know, being that spellback. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, Zeus, I still think I have the number two guy, but young uh, Kendall Milton, number 22. He really impressed me in this game, uh, so I, that's my pecking order. I still think I have Zeus. I think I have Zeus number two, but Kenny Mack is definitely the clear starter in my opinion. I mean, I think anybody who watches it and is a fan, you know, realizes that this kid is is one. He runs hard, but two, he's got the ability to to make a man miss. So anyway, uh, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Chance, what do you what are you thinking, my friend? The I agree hundred percent with the order and. Um... And since you covered uh, Kenny Mack and and, and uh, Zeus, I, I'll take Kendall. Um, mm. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm excited about, about this. I, I'm yeah. excited about this. You, you did a phenomenal job. Uh, she went rogue on me and posted a, a video um, on. He's our so, <laughs> he's our social, he's the social media director uh, here at Calling the Dogs in our large uh, operation we have going on. Um, so if you haven't gone on the Instagram page, go check it out. But uh, yes, yes, yes. That was perfect. I loved. It. I loved that because it was exactly right what he did. Comparing Chubb's first the the helmet the helmet ripoff run yeah to, against, to Kendall's against Clemson and against Clemson to to uh to Kendall's run where it was just just pure strength like and just like stability like no one no one that we have seen since Chubb. Um, right. just, I mean, just phenomenal effort. The kid is just a, just a natural talent and, um, just incredibly strong. And I, I'm just, I'm excited for him. The guy I run, he runs, he was just running very aggressively. I mean, it was just, it was, <laughs> it was, it was exciting. And it gave, gave our offense a jolt. Um, kind of did the, uh, kind of did the toss out of the shotgun to him, got him in open, open space and, um, when he gave it to him, he took advantage of it. The guy, what, what did he? How many yards did he end up with running? 
He actually um, led the team. He led the team with. Uh, I mean, they give him a lot of garbage time uh, runs, right? so he actually had a pretty good average. Yeah, he had. Yeah, oh yeah, seven. he ever. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he just had a great game, and and even though it was garbage time, I mean, some of the runs when it counted, the guy. I mean, the guy was playing. Just basically, what I'm saying is, I'm excited about twenty two. Uh, getting some more reps and I, I, I mean I feel like you're going to see him take some more reps he's um, going to get more he's going to hang on to the football though well and, and I and I and I absolutely agree with that but I, I think he's going to be one of those so same thing happened with Chubb his freshman year he had a he had a fumble early yeah. uh, his freshman year he didn't really fumble much after that and um, I, I, I have something a feeling deep down in me that this that is going to be it happened kind of during that garbage time scenario. He coughed it up when we were we were moving the ball, and uh, I, I just feel I feel like he's not going to do that much anymore. So um, if he's able to hold on to the ball, uh, watch out for watch out for Kendall. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that he is. I mean, he's our biggest back. Like he's he's like two fifteen, two twenty. I mean, the guy's he's stout, and I like that about him. He's also got a good head on his shoulders. I mean, you've seen about his dad tweeting about everything, and he's obviously a big fan and loves the dogs. California kid. I mean, you know, you have to love who you play for and who you are, you know, who you're planning to cross the damn country to come play for uh, to, to, to come in and, and be like that. So I, I like uh, I like the promise that he showed. Man, I the thing is, so if he had a fumble, and I'm not going to hold that fumble against him, I, I think he's he's got a chance to end up being our number two guy this year. I I just don't think at this point you've got a lot of experience in that in the running back core in that room. I just don't think you're going to you know push a guy like Zeus back to like number three. Uh, but I think Kendall hasn't. I think he has a chance to actually come up to that number two spot. So we'll see. Uh, but no, I definitely like his promise, and I like I like what he showed on on Saturday. Um, and then I'll be honest with you, James Cook. I don't. I think he's going to be. Is he going to be ready? I think he's going to be okay for this weekend. But at this point, you know, you're behind. You know, you didn't get. You didn't play in the previous game. I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if he's going to get many reps. To be honest with you, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm glad I'm not the one that's going to be making these decisions. But I mean, if I were the one, Kenny Max, my guy, at least to start off. Chance, I just want to run through. We had some guys, especially on the defense, that had incredible games. Uh, this is my list. I thought Eric Stokes had a great game, had a pick, had uh, some great coverage downfield. I think he only had like one tackle, and it's kind of like whenever DeAndre Baker was on our team. A guy like that, like whenever he didn't have a lot of tackles, that's actually a pretty good sign. Uh, Monty Rice, probably the best game of his life, to be honest with you. Mailman. <laughs> Yeah, I mean seriously, I mean Monty Monty had a hell of a game. Uh but also, you know, there's there's been times where, you know, you're you're wanting him to step up like he did, and I, I like how he had that senior leadership in this game. And then obviously Stetson, uh, and then uh, Burton we've already talked about. Aziz is a guy we haven't talked about, Chance. What did you think about his performance? The man was was everywhere. He was all over the place and really just wrecked havoc on that on that offensive line. I mean uh, Guantanamo never had a chance. I mean, he was all over the place. We, I loved Cade's homecoming. 
I mean, we just we, we hadn't threw... even talked about Cade. <laughs> <laughs> we we hadn't even we hadn't even got to him yet, but I felt like this was probably the time. Um, Aziz with the the strip and the fumble recover fumble recovery. Um, just just they could never get um, Guantanamo could never get settled. He could never he could never and obviously I'm referring to Garantano. Um, it's just easier to say Guantanamo, and he could never get settled in, and the they never could really keep us from getting to the quarterback. I don't know how many times we rushed them, but um, and I kind of want to take this moment to say, kind of we're talking about uh, the what the kind of havoc we wrecked this whole season. Our defense last season was an incredible defense. The yeah. thing that's changing the game about guys that you mentioned, Stokes. Monty, and now we're talking about Aziz, those guys on the defense. Our turnovers this year are already at another level compared to what we, we did last year. That yeah, is that have... is the that's the one thing that has separated this year's defense from last year's defense is just the the pure hat like it, last year it was the, the disruption, just nobody scoring points. But now it's these turnovers that, that like Aziz was causing that disruption and then getting those those strip sacks and multiple and then having interceptions by Stokes, that's what's taking this team – that's what's taking this defense to another place and puts mm-hmm. our offense – and which our offense did not fully capitalize on all those opportunities. That's just another point we have to – another thing we have yeah. to point out. Yeah. That if we're not capitalizing on those opportunities that guys like Aziz are creating um, – because now our defense now now that's taken them to the next step. That was the jump from 2019 to 2020 that mm-hmm. that we that put us in this place. And these guys are now getting to the ball, making plays on the ball, um, just putting just putting us in a much better position. Because we're having we've had turnovers in every game. When was the last time we had? When was the last time? When was the last time we had three games back to back with turnovers? I mean, I'm no historian, but <laughs> I don't know if it. <laughs> I don't know if it happened very often. I no, you're right. I, it's 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 been pretty impressive to see that we have created our havoc rating is is up. We're we're in the backfield constantly. I mean, I think we were in the backfield a pretty good bit last year, but we were not. You know, we weren't converting those pressures into either points or sacks or TFLs as quite as often as we are this year. And we're looking at a defense that. I mean, I think everybody, even even Nick Saban himself, has has admitted this year. I mean, earlier this week, you know, he's trying to throw some rat poison at us. You know, he he basically said that uh, you know anybody that's watching football this year would probably say that they are the best defense uh, in the country right now, which I do believe that. But Nick Saban, you can keep your comments to yourself, okay? Uh, no, it's 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 been a it's been a special time. We've seen Aziz. We've seen Aziz and Nolan be very effective, and then also Adam Anderson. So our top mm-hmm. three uh, edge rushers that we've had this year have been incredible. On top of that, Malik Malik has been playing really well, and on the inside, Devontae and 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 uh, Jordan Davis, and then Nicobe. You got Nicobe and Monty behind him, and then you have our defensive backfield. Where you know, aside from aside from Tyson letting up that one catch in the end zone. And DJ Daniel got a little bit ahead of that guy who caught the first their first throwing touchdown, uh, and he also got pushed in the back. It was kind of a, a little bit of bullcrap there. Aside from aside from that, like a dominant dominant defensive backfield as well on, on Saturday. So, 
man, all facets of the game look good. I just, it's just one of those things we got to get over this hump, man. We got to mm-hmm. get over this hump. Um, well, and what I was going to say too is talking about the facets of the game, special teams. We talked about Kiaris returning the ball. We got we got ourselves a good kicker. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, hot pod. Uh, had a, had a had a few uh, great kicks. Hell yeah. Um, fifty one yard long uh, for for the game. Um, just really has kind of stepped up. Obviously, we got to. We're he's no he's no Rodrigo yet, but we're we're gonna get we're gonna get there and see what he's got. But uh, Jake Camarda is uh, just the MVP of the team. The kid is is turning. He turned. We were back. Was he kicking out of? I don't know if he's kicking out of the end yeah, zone. Yeah, he kicked out of the end zone on his, first, on his first punt. I think. Wait, did I thought we did we punt one time? We only punted one time. I think. I think he punted. It may have may have twice. been twice. I think he punted twice. His long was sixty four. Sorry, that I long, just oh shit. No. Did the brace? It's it's we're still up. We let home run go. Sorry guys, we're we're watching the Bravos, but. I'm watching the Bravos while we're recording, and Albie's just had an error at second, and let a uh, let a guy get on base. Gosh, that was that. I mean, that would have been the third out in the uh, bottom of the ninth inning. It just oh, ate God. him up a little bit. Golly, and you don't see that from Albie's. But all right, let's just hopefully they finish that out. Um, I agree with you though. Uh, yeah, no, it was. I think he did have. Let's see. Yeah, he had two punts, and he averaged fifty-six yards on 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 the day. So just just great. I mean, he has been changing games for changing momentum. Like when we're when we offensively put ourselves or put our back against the wall, he he literally flips the field. <laughs> He's flipping yeah. the field every single time he kick he, he punts, and cannot go without being um cannot go without being talked about. Um, I, that, how how big of a deal that is. So, anyway, yeah, I I also wanted to uh, point out that hot, old hot pod. I mean, yeah, he had a great day, hit three for three, but he uh had a career long fifty one yards. So, I mean, man, I mean, I, I want that get kid to get more and more confidence, and uh, if if he can turn into a real weapon for us, I'm excited about it, and I think he can be. And uh, gosh, they are they're about to have be down by one run. Dodgers are that is goodness gracious they just, they just hit a, a triple oh my god so, so anyway um one last thing I want to talk about on the Tennessee uh, game <laughs> George Pickens man you know whatever you're gonna do don't don't get up off the dang bench and squirt water on a guy but I mean it was funny <laughs> I mean I'll be honest I laughed after I saw the but at the time, like I had no clue what it was that that he did. I mean, did you see? Did you see him do that? Well, I didn't see it in real time. We we couldn't see it from that angle, and we just I heard some guy, some guys say it. Um, I heard some guy, some guy yell to another guy what happened, and I was like, "There's no freaking way!" And then, sure enough, you see the highlight after the game, and it's like, "Good lord." Um, but anyway, I, I couldn't believe it. And it's like, you know, that's the kind of crap. To me, that I don't know if those actually go hand in hand with what's going on with him on the field, but it's like, come on, dude. I mean, it would, definitely was hilarious. 
and it was it was really funny. It, but, if, if it cost us again, like I mean, it did it did extend their drive. I mean, obviously, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, Garantano was running out of bounds. I think he had like a maybe one or two yard gain, and then all of a sudden they're on the fifty yard line because of the unsportsmanlike. So right. I mean, it definitely extended their drive, and that led to their one what I would call earned touchdown in the entire game. Braves win. I'm behind you. What happened? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was Hallelujah. like a few seconds behind you. Gracious alive. Oh, gosh. All right, anyway, so sorry. We, we can stop, we can stop <laughs> commenting on it in, in, the, in the recording. Uh, so, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, golly, I was sitting here sweating. Uh, and also, it was probably just spewing words out of my mouth. I was so distracted. But, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was just one of those things that ended up being – I mean, it was funny because it ended up not hurting us, but you can't do stuff like that. And he's, I mean, just every year, I mean, last year and this year, we've just seen that kid, he just cannot control himself. I mean, he's just, but I I, I appreciate the fact that he hates Tennessee like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a double-edged sword. It's like I'm thankful that he has – that that mentality, but it's also like I want you to have I want you to do that to them on the field. Like yeah. I'd, I'd rather you I'd rather mm-hmm. you use that that mindset on the field uh, against them instead of uh, giving them fifteen more yards. It's like Coach Boone said, and remember the Titans. It's about harnessing that aggression. Yes, and using yeah. a controlled aggression and using that on the football field. So we do anything that Coach Boone says. Yeah. I mean, so um. Any any last thoughts from this game? Um, because we have a we have a big one to talk about. Um, yeah, we uh, sorry we've been we've been rambling about this one for a little while. No, I, I I'm good. Uh, we oh real quick held uh, Tennessee to to net negative uh, one rushing yards because of all the sacks on Guantanamo's face. So uh, yeah, I'm about that. Yes. Uh, dogs play Alabama. It is the CBS night game of the year. They pick one game a year to cover at uh, 8 o'clock at night. And uh, obviously, Gary and uh, Nestler are going to be on the call. Um, we hate you, Gary. Gary sucks. Uh, Nestler, I can, I, like, at this point, I miss Vern. Like, I would replace Gary with Vern. Vern was like, you know, old crazy Uncle Vern, you know. At least, at least, but Gary's, I mean, everything that comes out of Gary's mouth, I can't stand. And obviously he's going to, for everybody watching on TV, like myself, uh, he's going to, to piss everybody off because he loves to talk, to talk about Alabama. Chance, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, you've seen, you watched a little bit of that old Miss game last weekend. Uh, I did, I did as well. I mean, I, I honestly really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a very uh, entertaining game for a long time until Alabama pulled away. What are your thoughts on this Alabama game and how we compare to them, you know, both offensively and defensively? Well, if if you go and watch uh if you if you watch that old miss game, which I mean, to me is really the I mean Alabama, like I say, they have they've played I mean, their schedule has been to this point, like I say, it was Missouri week one, pretty much kind of blew them blew them out that was actually their lowest scoring game so far a&m um, pretty much handled them without too much of a problem put 52 up on them and then obviously uh, Ole miss 63 which was basically a track meet and that last touchdown was 
it was really much. It was actually a lot closer than that. That last touchdown kind of uh, uh, kind of came right there at the end. But, but both the A and M and the Ole Miss game ended up. I mean, they were close for at least three quarters. Right, and, and so the one thing that's happening here is there, there's two things. Their defense can't stop anything, and which is just uh, this has to be Nick Saban's worst defense at Alabama. I mean, I just I just checked it. They are giving up thirty points a game, over thirty points a game, which is wild. Um, yeah, I mean, just just super hard to believe because if you watch, Ole Miss did whatever they wanted offensively, like that that they they owned the whole field. Um. And so, it's kind of the old narrative that Alabama has this incredible offense with all this firepower, and then Georgia has this defense that I feel like we have the best defense in the country, no matter mm-hmm. what Nick Saban voodoo he's trying to put on us. We do, I think, have the best defense in the country that's firing on all cylinders right now. But it's what what are we going to do to take advantage of their weakness? Is our offense going to go on the field and be able to produce – because all these teams have thrown, have thrown and ran the ball in Alabama. I mean, they've. It's not like they're just everybody's throwing the ball down the field. Najee Harris and obviously Najee Harris is an incredible. Um, I mean, Najee Harris run all over the field, but like they're but Ole Miss. I think they ran how many yards do they have rushing? Like two hundred something yards. It was a, it was a pretty incredible amount. And at this point, I'm looking at the the averages that they've allowed. I mean, they've allowed three hundred twenty two yards in the air per game that's what they're averaging and then 150 yards rushing which is two two Ole Miss players had 120 yards or more rushing the ball really yes so let me tell you Connor Connor had 128 yards on 21 rush attempts averaged 6.1 yards a carry carry with a long of 34 and then Ely had 19 yards 120 carry or 120 or 19 carries 120 yards 6.3 yards Per carry, like they did whatever they wanted. Right. I mean, and they had two players with over a hundred yards receiving. I mean, my God, that it was. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I, so here's what I'll say is, uh, and 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 this is, I mean, this is not the Bama defense. I, I told uh, our our buddy Caleb the other day. I was like, this is not the Bama defense of 2016. Or, or or 2011 or, or or 2012 or what you know those great Bama defenses we've seen over the past uh, decade. But then I got to think of it about it, and I'm like, man, this is not a Bama defense we've seen in a long time. And it's not like they're they're not short of talent. I mean, you've still got guys. There's five star guys all over the field on their defense. Patrick Sertan, Dylan Moses was a high rated re- recruit. I think he may have been a five star. I mean, he was he's. That guy, I mean, he tore his ACL or, or something along those lines, set out last year, came back for his senior year. But they don't – they have the guys that came in as, as very high-profile recruits, and they are just not getting the job done. And I don't want to say that they're a terrible defense because I really don't think – I mean, I think we've seen Ole Miss – Ole Miss had, had their number. Did you see that Lane uh, – that uh, Dylan Moses was actually claiming that they stole their signs and Lane Kiffin was like – no, we just had a really good game plan. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, what what this I think the bottom line is this Alabama defense which really 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 
is good for us. But this Alabama defense does not have elite defensive linemen on it. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference because I think they still have some, some pretty good talent in the defensive backfield, but they are not getting after the quarterback like they like they used to. And, I mean, remember when we played against them in the uh, in, in the na- national championship and the SEC championship, defensive, the defensive line made some of the biggest plays in the game and and had and caused turnovers and and caused the uh, excuse me made the momentum shift back to to the tide and without that I mean without that factor in this kind of game I mean I feel I feel pretty good because our, our offensive line is still I mean I think after the Auburn game I felt pretty high about our offensive line and then Tennessee game I'm like gosh we still got work to do we still got a lot of work to do but what what I mean what have you seen from Bama as far as you know their defense and, and and how they lined up. I mean, how, when you watched the Ole Miss game, what were your thoughts on that? They couldn't, they couldn't keep up with the pace. Like they mm-hmm. couldn't, they they never they never had a any sort of rhythm. I mean, and Ole Miss it like Ole Miss has got a phenomenal offense. Lane Kiffin is just an incredible offensive mind. And I knew he, I knew he would do that. And, and you knew he would put up a lot of points. And mm-hmm. um, there wasn't near as much rain as they thought it was going to be, and all this kind of stuff. But they just never looked. They never looked like they were ready for anything. I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't do anything to them. I mean, they were. They were gashing them up the middle with just. I mean, just simple ISO runs. Like they just. Guys were just running free pretty much the whole time, and um. And so I, I felt like I was like, there's a there's so much here that we can take advantage of. To well, there's so many things that we can do to their defense, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like for us it's it's. It's kind of taking advantage of like what what kind of play calling can Monk and put together to get Stetson to spread the ball out like get take advantage of this like that if we can kind of use that there's been a couple times this season where we've kind of used that speed and mm-hmm. we kind of kind of do kind of run, kind of run a, a tempo offense and kind of keep the ball moving and we've had success when we do that and so I'd like to see us do that I'd like. Uh, I, I liked our play calling uh, offensively uh, against Tennessee. I feel like if we can maintain that, but like I say, I feel like there's something we can take advantage of. Uh, I, you you bring up a good point because, I mean, the, I think the receiving court. Gosh, it, I just wish to goodness that Dominique Blaylock had not <laughs> torn his ACL before the season started. Because I mean, if we had a, you know, this would be fourth, his game. Yeah, if we had a fourth receiver to really depend on, and and like him and Kiaris obviously play like the same position, um, but if we had Kiaris, him, Burden, and Pickens, <clears throat> this is probably, I mean, still, like I said, still highly talent, uh, talented, but this is probably the worst Bama defensive backfield that they've had in a long time. And I think that that's where we have to, to take advantage of them. And... I, if we can stretch the field on Bama, that's one big thing. But I just don't think the way that we run the ball now, we don't do a lot of power running. And we and but I will say this: we definitely we definitely pull our guards and or excuse me, our offensive line period a lot more than we did the previous couple of years, <clears throat> which is good. I like that Munkin is a, is a pulling a pulling uh, offense in that situation. But we're not going to be able to just run a simple. You know, give and and as zone basically a zone read, run very effectively against this defense. That's not the kind of 
that's not the kind of play like a lot you want against Alabama you want a lot of misdirection and you want a lot of, of play action and you've got to be able to pull those defensive back backs in <clears throat> and then throw it over the top or vice versa you you throw them back and then you throw it over the middle you short you know so behind the linebackers so <clears throat> I think we're gonna see man I just like I, I I keep wanting to put a lot of faith in old step and I I'm like not like this weekend. I want to beat Bama. I want to beat them very bad. And and I think they're a very good football team. But the fact that we've already won three of the four first games of our of our year, and I'm not trying to concede anything, but that's that's already an accomplishment for Stett. I'll say that. If he comes in and beats Bama and Brian Denny, then I will get his face tattooed on my ass cheek. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I was expecting this conversation to go of a certain direction. It wasn't that one. <laughs> I've had a I, I just just uh, finished a little vodka drink. <laughs> no, I'm well. Let's not go that far. Uh, my my wife may uh, may may legitimately kill me. <laughs> no, by may I mean she definitely would. No, she definitely. Uh, would. But no, I I I, I just want to I want to believe in him a lot. I'm just I've been hesitant this whole time. But I've liked it. I've, I want to ride. I'm like, man, get on that train right now with Stetson, the mailman. I mean, I, I think it's fun. And I don't know, Chance, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of rambling about all that. Uh, I mean, what what do you see What do you see from us that makes you feel good about us going in this game? Well, it. I mean, the only thing that ever gives me any kind of solace is our defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just That's a, and it let, should. It let's should. just let's just let's just be real. Uh, I think and and Caleb, uh, our buddy Caleb, he he put this out on our group text. He said thirty four was the number for for uh all, to, win for, the, to win to win to win the game. If we can hold them to thirty four points, um, I think he which, said to the thirty four will win it. So like, you, if we score we, we score thirty four, yeah. Which I well yeah. So that and, and I and I. 34 was a number that he said, and I was like, you know what? I kind of, I, I, to me, that kind of feels right because we have put up a lot of points on these on the, on these other teams. Like well, we put a lot, we've put up a lot of points going going into these games, and um, so we can put up points. Last week, obviously, there was some defensive points scored, and they're going to score on us. Like they have incredible talent. Too many weapons. Like just. We have, we have so, like we just talked about the defense and we talked about every single player, like yeah, all of them. They all have made plays this past weekend, and they've all That's made plays point. all week. I was just like, yeah, I like this guy and this guy and this guy. And, this guy. <laughs> it's like, and it's like you know, we just talked about them all, yeah. and and for good reason. And so I think if there is a if there is a team, and here's one thing too that we haven't seen: we haven't seen Bama thrown off their offensive game plan. Yeah, they have they have ran their offense, their they have ran Sarkeesian's game plan to a T this entire time. Mm-hmm. We have the defense that can throw that off and mess that up. We, Sar- we Sarkeesian is not he's not some mastermind. He's not like a Sean McVay. Oh, he, yeah. He's he, he's a good offensive coordinator. He does his job very well. He's not a mastermind, but he has the players to make it look like yes. he's the greatest offensive coordinator in the country. Exactly, and we have the defense that will eat an offensive coordinator like that for lunch. 
<laughs> yes. And, and so I, I really feel like the only way we're going to have success in this game is if we can put if we can put Mac Jones in the dirt at least multiple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I really feel like we have got to throw him off because he's having a field day. They've still got that Bama offensive line. They've still got that protection for him that he's able mm-hmm. to sit back there and just put on a clinic. And we've got to disrupt him. We've got to put some kind of disruption. If we can throw them off of their game plan, because Najee Harris is going to bust a, a long run. I mean, he's going to he's gonna make a play. The guy ran for over 200 yards last weekend. The guy was a, is a monster. And there's going to be some deep balls. From, there's going to be a couple of explosive plays. And so we just have to know that going in. But even like this one, we played against LSU this past season. Our offense could never get anything going against that LSU defense. But they still held them. We, we put our defense in bad situations. But we still held them. We still controlled. Like We, we kept them at bay to a, to a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, our yeah. defense really played well. We just put them in horrible positions the entire game. Yeah. But the defense that we're playing against, we have the ability to put up points. And we can score on them. And I feel good that we can create a game plan to go in there and run the ball well um, if we put our backs in good situations because it hasn't been the best. Um, it hasn't, hasn't been the best at uh, it, running the ball. Um, but like I say, I, I, feel, I feel good about our receivers. And I, I think Pickens can have a good day. I mean, I really do. I think this could be a game that if he is able to show up, this is a game that he can show up in if we can – if. If he has the week that he needs at practice, and to put himself in that situation, because there's a couple, I I can see him having kind of that that moment, that catch that he makes that that kind of sets him on that trajectory or scores that touchdown, has that big play. So that's what I want for him, and that's what I think can change the game for us. But anyway, I went on my long ramble, so I think we're I think we're think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was listening. Hey, I that's that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, now. I listened to Chancey uh, talk about dog football for a long time. You just, if you want to just take over for the rest of the, <laughs> um, I'm with you. I, I so I was just, I just had to Google um, Alabama's depth chart here, and they got, they do have. I knew about Leatherwood and Brown. I mean, they have a lot of good experience on their offensive line, so they've got a lot of good talent there. Obviously, then on the outside, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but so they got uh, Devonte. We, we everybody knows if you're a dog fan and you don't know who Devonte Smith is, then you 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 aren't a very good dog fan because he's the guy who called the touchdown against us in the national championship as a true freshman and uh, made Dominic Sanders and uh, Malcolm Parrish look like a bunch of idiots. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Jalen Waddle, I consider him to be potentially the most dynamic playmaker in in, in, in college football right now. He's incredibly talented, super fast scary dude let's never punt to him i I hope kamara hits it over his head every time kick it in the end zone i don't care touchback whatever but then they've they have mechie and i mentioned this to you earlier i don't know if that's how you pronounce his name mechie john mechie whatever um i mentioned this to you earlier but they're the only three receivers that have called a pass for them this year and i I don't know if that's like that's all it's showing on espn on their on their stats for for alabama so I may, I mean, that may be potentially wrong, but I mean, from what I can see, 
you've got Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, John Mechie, and then there's uh, their tight end and Najee Harris, and then their other two running backs. So, man, I mean, I'm not saying that our defensive backfield is going to shut them down because they're going to get their own. They're going to get what they're owed. But uh, that's going to be the matchup of the game. Is if if we can match up man on man, I mean, because. There, you have no choice. If you play zone against this Alabama receiving core, you're going to get absolutely carved up. So you're going to have to at least have one guy playing man almost the entire time. And I don't know if they're going to pick Stokes or they're going to pick Campbell, but it's going to be or or at some point that there might be they might be playing. If they, if we have a nickel package, we might have both of them playing man and then have Tyreek roving around or Mark Webb roving around. So. It's going to be, oh, gosh, that's the only thing that scares me, my friend. I mean, I, I, I said the only thing. Najee Harris also scares me, and that's what sucks is behind him you have a bunch of unproven running backs. <laughs> and, of course, Najee could have gone to freaking draft last year. I wish he, should have, I wish he would have, but, yeah, that's just our luck. Well, he's proving now why he didn't go because he's making a freaking name for himself. Yeah, he might uh, end up being a first-round pick because of it. But, um, but, yeah, anyway, they've got a lot of weapons. We have to put our weapons on their weapons to stop their weapons. Yes. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> sword <laughs> on sword. <laughs> Perry, uh, Perry. <laughs> yeah. And, and you kind of talked about, too, special teams-wise, we have we have to – it's going to be uh, old Scott Cochran's first time back in Bryant-Denny. And uh, and coaching against his uh, his old team and special teams has got to come up big. I mean, this is a game that can come down to a last minute field goal, and yeah. um, or or just being able to flip the field like we were talking about with Camarda. So uh, special teams has got to got to we've got to be on it. We have to play with the same le- at the same level that we have been for special teams. So we basically covered that all parts of the game have to go well for us. <laughs> and they do, but at the same time, I think the same thing's true for Alabama. I mean, they've. Yeah. This is not some kind of. This is not David versus Goliath here. This is. This is two really good teams. This is number two and number three going mm-hmm. against each other. And that's a great point. They're they're shaking. They're not feeling real good about this either. If you t- if you kind of look around the Alabama landscape, people are people are kind of asking people are they're asking questions. They normally don't ask questions when they're going into mm-hmm. week. They're like, all right. Um, here's to the next week. We'll see you in Atlanta, kind of thing. I mean, they're yeah. that's that's how Alabama operates. They're they're shaking in their boots a little bit, and um, they they have not touched a defense. Like they have not even touched the shoes of a defense that looks similar uh, to what we have. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, if anything, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna show how good our defense is, but it's also gonna show what their offense is like is their offense everything that it's cracked up to be and it's mac jones this heisman trophy candidate that they keep talking about because um neither neither have been tested to the degree that they're about to be tested real quick i i I don't even know how we've got this far before we mentioned mac jones at all because it's weird because you go from a guy well you go from you know jalen hurts to tua and then Matt came in last year and, you know, played pretty well. Um, and, and, of course, like had, had a bad game against Auburn. Um, you know, this year he's not been 
turnover prone. I don't know if he's thrown a single interception. I I didn't look into that. But he's been very consistent this whole year. Very accurate quarterback. But he's not mobile. If we can get effective pressure, and I, I think I've used that word like 30 times this whole episode, but effective pressure. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, that conversion deal. It doesn't have to convert to sacks or TFLs or whatever. But if you affect the play and, and cause cause some havoc, then that's always a good thing. And I think that that might end up being the deciding factor in this game. Because I know it's it's going to be, the matchup is going to be defensive backfield versus their receiving core. Sorry, our Georgia defensive backfield versus their receiving core. Uh, and then, but if you can have, obviously, the rush, the pass rush is going to play a major factor in that. So if you can have a little bit of X factor with Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, and Aziz Ojolari coming after Mac Jones's ass, mm, I, I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> And I, a lot of people have made comments, Chancey, and I'll, I I know we've you and I have kind of hinted at it a couple times, but I know people have made comments. But Alabama, in my my opinion, is clearing away the best team in the West right now, and which scare. So a lot of people are talking about, oh well, we're playing them in in the middle of the regular season, and then we'll probably see them again in December, kind of thing. No, nobody's thinking about that on this team. Nobody cares. Kirby doesn't talk, think about it. You know what Kirby thinks? Kirby thinks we're going to beat their ass this weekend and that we'll beat them again in December. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it shouldn't be a factor thinking about it. I know everybody thinks about – it sucks, but everybody thinks about that Auburn game back in 2017. So it's like, oh, one and one You know, we beat them uh, – excuse me, they beat us, and beat us bad in the regular season. Then we beat them in the SEC championship. But let's just uh, – Take this one game at a time, man. One evolution at a time, and 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 go in there. You know, have our best game plan we've ever had, because to beat them in Bryant Denny is a lot different th- than beating them in Sanford Stadium or beating them in 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 uh, Mercedes Benz or whatever. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my my thoughts there. Well, we uh we can talk about this all day long. Um, uh. I feel like we've covered this game at nauseum, and uh, and it's it's a big game for the program. It's a big game for for the future, and uh, I don't think this defines our season. But we need to show up. I mean, we really just we need to show up. We can't lay an egg. No, right. we cannot lay an egg. We do, we do, we need to show up and, and and play. And we talked about this again in the season. You come out of this first four games three and one, mm-hmm. and you're and it's a hard earned three and one, and you play well. That's that's what we asked for. I mean, that's that's what's like you know what that's what we we felt good about. So come out of it four and zero, and you're even a better place than than you thought. And um, uh, we talked about the best SEC team in the West. I did want to make sure that we talked about what most people said was going to be the best SEC team in the East, and those that is those are the uh, Florida Gators, who as of uh, ten thirteen um, when we're recording this. Uh, as you recall, in the post-game uh, press conference to the game that they lost against the Texas A&M Aggies in a last-second field goal, uh, Giggum, the uh, head coach of University of Florida, uh, Dan uh, Dumbass Mullen, made the comment that we want to pack out the swamp in the middle of this pandemic. He wants to talk to the governor. We want 90000 
Um, and as of this moment, as we're speaking right now, football operations are now uh, <laughs> are now suspended due to a a, a uh, increase in COVID nineteen uh, cases. So I just like to say, well done, Dan Mullen. You are who we thought you were. <laughs> That's a great point. You know what? It's always a good day to talk about how much Florida and especially Dan Mullen sucks. We hate them so much. Um, Chance, I, I want to close by saying, well, first of all, this game this weekend, Just uh, I just looked it up. I just had to check. Last year against LSU and, and Bryant-Denny, Alabama was favored by five points. It wound up being the closing, the closing spread on the game. And this weekend they're favored by six points right now. It, I think it opened at seven and has gone down to six. Uh, I'm not saying that's gonna, you know, bode extremely well for us, but it's the kind of stuff like that that makes me think, uh, you know, hey, Braves are winning, dogs are feeling good, my spirits are high. <laughs> I, I I think the two. I know we kind of harped on both of these things, but I think the two keys for me are going to be if we can get good pressure on Mac Jones and force him to into an uncomfortable situation, and then how good are we going to be at moving the ball deep down the field? Are we going to be able to get behind their defensive backfield at some point? Because if we can get out in open field and, and, and cause you know big, basically offensive, offensive havoc plays, then I feel pretty good about this game. Chance, how, how do you feel about it? Or what? What are what are your keys keys to the game? Well, I, I kind of talked the same thing about getting that getting pressure on the quarterback, but but I really, to me, it's how do we contain to, to kind of think of other things from what you said because I obviously feel the same. Najee Harris, how do we control him? Because what they what they do, all his pass yards come from them checking Mac checking down to him, and dumping it off to him and letting him do his thing. I mean they they. Are we going to dedicate? Like, how do we control him? Do we? Are we going to be able to control? I mean, we, people are not running the ball well against us. Are we going to be able to control him between the tackles and keep him from being able to gash us like that? And how do we? How do we contain him and keep him from tearing off for a twenty-yard run? Um, so, how do we control Najee in the run game? And then at the same time, how do we open up our run game? I mean, are we able? Are we able to? Are we going to have to use the the our, our passing game to open up our run game? How do we call our runs? Are we going to be as predictable running the ball where we throw it on first down, don't get it, then hand it off, run it up the gut, get stopped, and it's third nine? How many how many yeah. of those did we still get? So right. uh, this past weekend. So to me, kind of controlling how do we control their run game, and then at the same time, how are we opening up ours to to make it effective on a on a team that's not getting, uh, that's not stopping the run very well, um, really not stopping anything on defense. So, um, t- to me, I think that's that's that can play that play a huge factor in this. Just to clarify, guys, uh, we are not Disney dogging this weekend. We 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 need a lot of things to go our way. We feel oh, good about it. I'm petrified. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared. I'll start drinking right now. What is it? Tuesday night? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's scary. It's one of those things. I I I wish I wish it was obviously in Sanford, 
But at the same time, thankfully, we're working with, what, 30,000 at most fans that are going to be in the stands. So the crowd's not going to be a huge factor. That's great. And the fact that we can use that in a game that's away against them is fantastic. Uh, but I will say, obviously, all those are the keys to the game. But the bottom line is the biggest matchup of the game is going to be the Alabama receivers versus our defensive backfield. So hopefully we win that one. Uh, Chance, is there any uh, last words? I think we've used all the words there are. So do we do we do we just keep talking right now? <laughs> no, I no. think if anybody's still listening to this, God bless you. But um, it's it's time to go to bed. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Freaking almost eleven o'clock at night on uh on the on the recording night. Chance, go dogs. Dogs on top. Ooh.